And you should be actively prompting people to reply to your emails, especially if they're story related, because you need to know, am I connecting and resonating with the people on the receiving end of this? Am I hitting the mark? And replies are your strongest way to tell that. And you'll see it on your socials and your messages in all sorts of little feedback. Or someone comes and buys your membership a year down the line and says, oh man, that email you wrote about the Christmas cheese shop, I freaking love that. That's why I'm here. Welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and I'm delighted you're here. The purpose of this podcast is to teach you how to use organic marketing, which is marketing that costs nothing or very little in order to grow your business. Because far too often, small business owners spend lots of money on advertising without getting the results they were expecting or hoping for. And honestly, it doesn't need to be that way. So here on the podcast, every single week, we dive into strategies that will help you grow a business that's here for the long term, sometimes on solo episodes and sometimes on longer guest episodes like this one. On today's episode of the Audience Growth Podcast, I'm chatting all things email marketing with a side order of my favorite email marketing tool, ActiveCampaign, because today's guest is the UK's leading active campaign specialist, KPC. Kay delivers training and education to active campaign users globally. In fact, we've even taken some of her courses within the business. Welcome to the podcast, Kay. How are you today? I am very fabulous. Thank you very much, Nikki. And what a pleasure it is to join you. I love your podcast and always have done. Oh, that is so nice to hear. Thank you. (laughs) You're very welcome. So before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit about your journey towards becoming the huge active campaign advocate and expert that you are today. Yes, I love telling stories. So I originally trained as a teacher and the short version of this is that teaching is the thread that has run through every single thing I've done in my very long life. I trained as a maths teacher originally and then since then I've taught IT, I've taught community choir, Basically, anything I know how to do, I end up teaching it to other people. And I'm also very fond of systems and order and being able to find stuff easily because I'm quite lazy. So then this magical bit of serendipity happened after I had been raising my kids for a while, literally sitting around after school one day at Spanish Club. And my dear friend, Melissa, love, who I think you know, I suspect your listeners will know as well. Yes, I do. (laughs) Our kids happen to be at the same school and around the same age. So we're sitting around after school mum's Spanish club, pretending to care about our kids' education whilst actually catching up on all the gossip. And Melissa said, I need someone to work active campaign for me. Blank faces all round. What the heck is that? Nobody knows. And she literally looked at me and said, you seem like a smart person. Come and learn how to do this for me because I can't find anyone. And the rest is history. I love that story. I had no idea that you knew each other out with the online world originally. Oh, yeah. Her house, I can see it from here. It's just down the hill. Wow. Oh. I know. And we'd known each other for quite a long time at this point, And neither of us had much clue what the other had ever done professionally. Because of course, when you meet people in playground mum context, you don't have those conversations, mostly because you can't finish a sentence because your kids are interrupting you the whole time, right? (laughs) But yeah, we had no idea. And then it gradually dawned on us that we stumbled accidentally into the perfect career for me. Totally blind luck, but then also a ton of hard work. So that's how I got here. Yes, yes. Okay, so for anybody listening who is not such an expert when it comes to email marketing and active campaign, let's start with the basics. Why do you think 
that email marketing is so important within today's marketing mix? Oh, I love it when people ask this question because it's such an easy one to answer for me. Email is the only platform that you can broadcast on that you really own, apart from maybe podcasts, but you have good ownership over podcasts. They're a smart move too. But email beats social media hands down every single time. You have so much more ownership. No one can take it away from you. You can get in front of people much more easily. You have complete control over when you show up in their inbox. It's not like the news feeds. You're in charge. You're in control. And you can personalize within that. Can't do that on social media platforms. That personalization, that being able to talk specifically to the person at that time where they are in their journey with you. You can talk to them exactly based on where they're at and what they're into, what they're liking about you. And that opportunity means you can drive connection and then drive sales in a much more effective way for much less effort. What is not to like about that? It's fantastic. It still drives the majority of sales across all businesses worldwide. End of. Love that. So what do you think are some of the must-haves? We're talking email sequences, newsletters. If somebody is maybe just sending out a monthly newsletter right now, they want to get smarter with their email marketing. Like you said, they want to dive into this whole world of personalization and opportunity. What are some of these must-have email sequences that they can start with? Okay, well, the first must-have is you absolutely must have a welcome mat. Okay, the welcome mat is the email that says, hi, welcome. It's great to see you. I'm Kay. Come on in. If you don't have that, someone fills out whatever, they fill out a form on your site. And if you ghost them from the very beginning, it's like slamming the door in their face. Don't do it, guys. So the first step is to have an automated welcome that fires off as soon as someone enters your world. They can be coming in from all sorts of different places, lead magnets or signups in various places, or they've bought something. It doesn't matter how they arrived at your house. You need to welcome them in, right? So the welcome mat has to be there. Then you have to have regular connection with them. That's the newslettery bit, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Alongside that runs a stage I think of as nurturing, connecting with someone. And a great way to do that is after you've laid out the welcome mat and invited them into your home, show them around the building. What do we have? Who are we? What sort of family is this? So show them around. I think of that as a nurture. Some people think of it as connection sequence, and it should run after the welcome sequence, right? So you're, hello, this is who we are. It's great to meet you. And ideally, and now you're going to ask them to tell you something about them as well. So you start to build connection with that person. Then later on, that's when the pitch sequences come in. That's when you can tell them, this thing is a really good fit for you. And here's why you should buy it from me. So welcome them in, show them around. And how long would you say you then need to be in regular contact before you can start pitching anything to them? That is a very how long is a piece of string question (laughs) because it it varies massively across different businesses. What I will say is that some people enter your world ready to buy. I've had people sign up to my mailing list and buy an annual membership for the Advanced Active Campaign Academy within two hours of finding me because it was exactly what they were looking for. So one of the things that you can do straight after that welcome is say, here is what we do. Here's where to buy it. Because some of them will be ready to buy immediately. Some of them may take two or three years. And yeah, you need to know your people, know your business, but definitely give them the opportunity to buy earlier on. But you don't want to be pitching to them at that point. And I'm interested to hear more about what you do. Do you have a newsletter? And if so, how frequent is that? Okay, so first thing is I hate the word newsletter. Sorry. I literally never think of them as a newsletter. 
To me, it's just more like a regular touch-in. It's like bumping into someone on the street corner and saying, hi, how are you doing? What have you been doing this week? So it's effectively me saying that to my people. Here's where we are in the business this week. Here's something interesting that happened, something you might like, and then off we go. Now, I know a lot of people are really reluctant to start sending more often, and I understand that, but once a month is not enough. Everyone, in my opinion, should be sending more than once a month. If you send once a month, you've got 12 opportunities in an entire year to get in front of them. It's just not even close to being enough. My personal comfort zone with this, my cadence, is that we email the majority of our list twice a week, once with a story and once with a sort of a roundup pitch type email. For a lot of people, twice a week works nicely. They can keep up with it. It's not too much, but it's enough. And do you do that on set days so people know when to expect you in their inbox? I do. Yes, yes. We have a Sunday story and a Friday roundup. So everyone in our world knows that on Sunday they can wake up to a story of Auntie Kay doing something silly or fun or interesting with Active Campaign. And on Friday, they're going to get a roundup of useful things that are actionable in their business. Brilliant. So let's talk about stats. Obviously, everybody listening is going to have very different open rates depending on the quality of the emails that they're sending, the subject lines they're using, their industry and their size of the list, importantly. Do you have the latest marketing industry stats on what a good open rate is? From my point of view and from my extensive experience, there is just no such thing as an industry standard. And I know a lot of people would disagree with me and feel free to listen to them as well because they also have useful things to say. My take on it is that the open rate not only varies across industries, across list sizes, how long the business is going, how good the quality of your audience is, but it also varies across individual emails that you are sending out. And this is the one that most people miss. And this is why I say, and I'm going to come on to another thing about open rates. I've got another little soapbox to stand on there. Even within my own email marketing, where all of those other factors are lined up, I'm the same person, same business every time. My open rates vary between about 40 and 90% tracked opens, this is. My click rate varies from 1% up to 70% and more. Some of them are 100% click rates. The reason for that is some emails are not designed to drive a click and others, the only point they're there is to get the click, to get the juicy lead magnet or open your course. It depends what the email is meant to be doing, right? And depending on the balance of how many emails you send that really have to be clicked or the ones that are just a story that you want people to consume, the balance and the averages in your open rates and click rates are going to be dramatically different. So it's not a one answer thing. Yeah. And essentially, you're only competing against yourself, aren't you? Yes, yes, absolutely. Monitor your own statistics and compare like for like. So for me, when I look at my emails, I'm thinking about, well, how are my conversational emails doing? How are my Sunday stories doing? How are my Friday roundups doing? How is my onboarding sequence doing for my members of the Active Campaign Academy? Because they should be really high opens and clicks. They should be absolutely on it. And if they're not, I'm letting down my members and they're my most valuable people, right? So put your attention where it matters the most and watch how you're doing against yourself. I do want to just throw in something about opens. Open rates are such a massive red herring for everyone right now. They have been for a long time. I have consistently in my entire time in marketing argued that a click is worth far more than an open. An open is a nebulous vanity measure. You really need to step away from them, particularly now that Apple has made it so that male privacy protection means that the data we're looking at is not real. Okay. So that would be my plea to everyone just step away from the open rates. So if you're not including a link that can be clicked in an email, then how would you go about judging the success of that email? Would you just look at it compared to previous emails that are serving the same purpose? 
Yes, broadly speaking. But you can also often read it by how many replies you get, things like that. And you should be actively prompting people to reply to your emails, especially if they're story related, because you need to know, am I connecting and resonating with the people on the receiving end of this? Am I hitting the mark? And replies are your strongest way to tell that. And you'll see it on your socials and your messages in all sorts of little feedback. Or someone comes and buys your membership a year down the line and says, oh, man, that email you wrote about the Christmas cheese shop. I freaking love that. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Is that top of mind? No. (laughs) No, it was a year ago, but people still talk about it now. Amazing. Yeah, it's the feedback loop. and, And your most valuable feedback comes from the humans who are in your world, not your open rate. Do you have a challenge that I like to set myself around open rates, which relates to subject lines. There was one particular subject line which got people mega curious. And that's been my highest ever open rate for an email. And when it comes to subject lines, obviously you can sit and try and come up with things yourself and try and challenge yourself to come up with something that is going to make people curious enough to open. But there are tools that you can use. I discovered a really good one called Headline Analyzer from the Advanced Marketing Institute. And it gives you ratings of the headlines that you've written and you can use it for subject lines to help try and get more people engaging with your emails, essentially. Obviously, Active Campaign is a given, but do you have any other useful tools up your sleeve for people who are looking to improve their email marketing? Well, I'm going to take it from the subject line angle because that's where that chat started out, subject lines. I know that there are loads of really interesting tools out there to stimulate us to think in more psychologically driven ways about subject lines. Curiosity is a huge driver, and I think that's a really valid approach. And if you're stumped for ideas, yes, go find one of those tools and broaden up the range of what you're doing. But what I personally always bring people back to is rather than going and looking for a tool that's going to tell you what to do, go with your instincts and your humanity and channel your inner weirdo, if you like. Yes, I love that phrase. Yeah. And the reason I say that so repeatedly is because I've seen it play out in the real world so many times. Once the person who is writing those subject lines allows themselves to be direct and connected and truthful, it sounds a bit hippie, doesn't it? But it's true. If you can allow yourself to let down those barriers, the formality drops away from what you're doing. It stops sounding generic. And I do think that's a risk where you're going to things like subject line tools or AI. There is a risk there that you start to sound like other people. And actually, what most humans are hungry for is connection with an individual person. And the more you can let that out, the better. So for me, I don't recommend tools for that sort of thing. I try and get people to be braver, to step outside their comfort zone, let themselves show up more in the emails, and then always watch what resonates, what connects. So for you, you made a big discovery there about what connects with your audience. And it may not be the same as what would connect for someone else's audience. And that plays out inside the emails as well, doesn't it? It's not just a subject line. It's like, stop being so formal. Oh, yes. Relax and try and come across as confident in what you're saying. Well, I don't even know if you can try to do that. Can you try to be confident? Well, I think you can try not to kind of limit yourself. Ah, yes. I think that's a nice way of putting it. Try not to limit yourself. Try not to overthink it and over edit yourself. Yes. And this is a struggle for a lot of people, especially in my generation, because I'm quite old and I grew up with print. Everything was set in stone once it was written. I was literally writing exam papers where it had to be exactly right before it was sent out. I've had to unlearn so much of that to be able to come away from being formal and quite pompous, actually, in my early emails. I don't like to look at them now. I sound like a really uptight school teacher. (laughs) That's not the real me. What's interesting to me is the more I've deformalized my emails, the more 
freeing and the confidence has come with that, with the liberty. And then the more great feedback you get and you get people saying, actually, I really like this. And you're like, oh, hang on, I'm onto something here. I'll do this some more. It's like you've got to lean into the things that resonate. So let's talk about Active Campaign a bit more specifically. What would you say are your very favourite features? Ah, so many, so many. (laughs) There are so many good toys in there to play with. So I could bang on all day about this, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to focus in on things that I really like inside the email designer. And we've got a brand new email designer in Active Campaign right now as well, which has made things even better. And these are some easy wins. The common theme here is that they make life easier for you, the person running the business, and they might make life easier for the person who's receiving the email. So one of the biggest, easiest wins is to reflect things back to someone in the email. So if they've told you something about themselves, like that they like dogs more than they like cats, you can reflect that back to them in the email by showing them a value that's contained in a custom field. That sounds really technical, right? But it's basically a parking spot that you can put a word into. And then you can show that word or that phrase or that number or that date back to the person on the receiving end of the email. This is really valuable. It makes them feel seen and it reminds them what they said, even on a really basic level. Like if you show them their email address when you want them to go log in somewhere, they're going to log in with the right email. Oh, we like that. And on the same theme, Prefills. Prefills is missed by loads of active campaign users and other platforms. You can do this from most platforms. And it's where when you give someone a link to go fill out a form or something, you put a little bit of crazy string on the end and it takes their email address and their first name and whatever else you tell it to and it puts it into those forms ready to go. So they don't have to re-enter stuff you already know about them. And they won't end up on your list twice with different email addresses. Oh, yeah, exactly. It reduces duplication. It reduces typos, errors, confusion. It removes a lot of friction using prefills. And actually, once you know how to do it, it's a complete doddle. You can do it on most platforms, but it's one of the very strong things in Active Campaign. And my top favorite inside emails is actually only available on plus accounts in Active Campaigns. It's not on the basic level. And that one is conditional content. Conditional content means you can say if someone has this particular characteristic, so they've got a particular tag or they like dogs, you can show them this block in the email. Whereas if they like cats, show them this instead. Wow. That's cool. (laughs) This is superpowers. It's dramatically underused by most people because they probably don't even realise it's there. It's one of my chief delights in the Active Campaign Academy is is revealing these. I'm like the great magician. I can show you. Look at this. I'm like, someone comes to me and says, oh, I've got this real problem. Oh, I'm having to write three different emails. I'm like, ta-da, conditional content. And then you see their head explode. Just go, oh my God, I don't have to write six different emails anymore. Amazing. It's such a pleasure. Yeah, so conditional content is one of my all-time favourites, definitely. And it's all about mirroring back to contacts what they need to hear and what makes them feel seen, valued, appreciated. And then that builds the no-trust-like stuff and then they buy from you. Job done. There you go. (laughs) It's all very self-interested, really, in the long term. But I like to think of it as a mutually beneficial relationship with a sort of benign spying going on. Well, I mean, you're giving people like that person who bought within, was it two hours of joining your list? You're giving them what they need. They've been searching for it. Exactly. So tell us, Kay, where are the best places that you are currently gathering signups to your own list? Oh, okay. So for my list, our chief growth things. We've got a big public Facebook group that anybody can join. It's called Automate Your Business with Active Campaign Specialist KPC. And we ask some questions on the way in. Those questions include, would you like to give us your email address? 
And that works really beautifully. You can automate the whole shenanigans so you don't actually have to lift a finger. You just let people in and they, they then have given you permission and that can be added into active campaigns. So we get a lot of traffic from that. We've got about 2% of all active campaign users globally in that group, which is not bad going. So that's number one. The second major source, and this is really an obvious one, isn't it? It's my website, but it comes in lots of different places on there. Footers, lead magnets. One of my strongest ones is our free active campaign training, which was built out of a wish to just make it easier for people to get started with active campaign without falling into major traps that were just capturing everyone on the way in. You know, like you see people make the same errors on the way into certain softwares. Active campaign has some of that. So I created this training, Accelerated Active Campaign, and that has been a major driver for our list. But we've also got lead magnets about deliverability and all sorts of things. And the other major ins to our list is probably events, turning up live at events, especially from speaking at the event. That's a biggie. And guesting on podcasts and doing guest trainings as well. We drop in and do trainings for other people or write something for their blog. All of those things. And when it comes to your clients, the ones inside your membership, are there any types of lead magnets that you have seen perform particularly well for them? Now, again, this depends on industry. If your audience is corporate, that's going to be a very different approach, probably, compared to an audience of, you know, people who are looking for someone to walk their dog. You've got to tailor it to your audience always, but there are some common themes. Probably the biggest one I see right now is quizzes. Quizzes are outperforming pretty much everything. And I know you've spoken to Kylie Lang about quizzes. She's genius at quizzes and uses Active Campaign for the follow-up because if you set up a nice integration, which is basically just joining the dots between that quiz and Active Campaign, there's some real magic happening in there because it tells you a lot about the person who's filled out the quiz. So you can personalise from there on. The other things I think is really registered around any sort of gated content because there's so many different things you can do in there. And I don't see any one of them outperforming. It could be a free course like ours. It could be a video. Webinars, I think, have gone down in the mix a little bit. I think people are quite time poor at the moment. But again, it depends on the industry. And still the classic PDF, a nice, quick to consume, high value PDF is a really strong way to get leads into your business because it's easy. Everyone understands it. Like no one's scared to say, yes, send me a PDF, right? Where it's something like a quiz, sometimes people are a bit hesitant because they can't see where it's going to lead. And any other top tips for small business owners looking to up-level their email marketing in the next year? Oh, cool. You do ask the big questions, don't you, Nikki? (laughs) Just in the last couple of minutes we've got together. (laughs) All right. Okay, so I'm going to come, let's see, three top things you can do to level up your marketing in 2023. Be more human. Channel that inner weirdo. That is your superpower. And I know it's scary. I get it. But do it anyway, right? Feel the fear. Send it anyway. It will feel better. And then you can watch for the results. Second one, watch your deliverability. It's not cool. It's not sexy. But deliverability is what gets your emails delivered to the inbox. If you neglect your deliverability, you are dead in the water. Okay? Because an email that doesn't get delivered can do absolutely nothing to help your contact or you or your business. So deliverability. And number three, whatever platform you're on, whether it's ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, doesn't matter, whatever you're on, use the features that you are paying for. Spend some time, make yourself some training time, carve it out, get some training time in there and learn from someone who actually knows that platform well enough and will teach you where the gold dust is because it's there. If you're not using it, you're paying a lot of money for a Ferrari 
And then you're leaving it mostly parked on the driveway, but popping to the corner <laughs> shop once a week. Great analogy. Yeah, I see a lot of that play out. And I'm like, hey, here's the on button for your Ferrari. Did you know it goes really fast? <laughs> no wonder yeah. your clients love you. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And before we finish up, Kate, can you tell people, you've mentioned your basic starter course for Active Campaign that is free for people to sign up to. Can you tell them, please, where they can find that? Lovely question. Thank you very much. So my main website is at slickbusiness.co, slickbusiness.co. And if you go to the homepage, you will find all of our resources there. And that includes a blog and a link to our lovely Facebook group. And on the top menu, you'll see free stuff. That's where Accelerated Active Campaign lives. And it is the leading introduction to Active Campaign course worldwide. And it's really, really good. (laughs) And how long will it take somebody to go through that generally? It takes half an hour a day over two weeks if you follow all of the lessons. But it's also really good to just dip into and consume a little chunk. The videos are all five to 15 minutes. So it's really straight to the best cookies in the jar. The essential stuff that if you don't know this about Active Campaign, it is going to cost you more time than it should. So for me, it's like a defensive course because every single person who uses Active Campaign should do that course. End of story. And it's also really good for if you want to do the trial for Active Campaign, if you want to give it a whirl, go do that course. It runs alongside the two week trial. So it's a perfect introduction to Active Campaign. Great. Thank you so much. You know that I'm a big lover of Active Campaign. Hopefully we've converted some more listeners today as well. Thank you so much for all your time and generous sharing of your knowledge, Kay. You are so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Email marketing is high on your agenda for 2023. And quite honestly, it really does need to be. Then you're going to want to come and hear more from Kay at our event, Adventures in Marketing, in Edinburgh on the 9th of February. If you're listening to this live and act quickly, there might be a very few early bird tickets still available. Head to adventuresinmarketing.uk to find out who all of our other amazing speakers are and grab your ticket today. I'll be back next week for a conversation with another of our Adventures in Marketing speakers, author, podcaster, speaker and artist Natalie Liu. That episode will be published next week on Friday at 7am. I hope to see you then. Now, before you do anything else, remember to grab your Adventures in Marketing ticket to join us in February to hear from Kay, Natalie and a whole host of other experts. Have a great week and don't forget to send an email out to your audience. See you soon.